welcome to the Fire and Earth podcast with your hosts, Jason Mefford and Kathy Gruber. Fire and Earth, giving you the keys to unlock your limitless potential. Welcome to another episode of the Fire and Earth podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason Mefford. And I'm Kathy Gruber, and I'm so excited for this conversation. We're going to be talking today about one of my most favorite things, past life regression and reincarnation and the possibility that you may have lived in another lifetime. I've been playing with this since high school, so I'm very excited about this. Well, and I am too, because you know we've known each other for a while, but I didn't realize the history behind it. I knew that you did some past life um, regression hypnosis work, but I didn't know this, you know, and I was kind of introduced to this, I don't know, probably a year or so ago when I, when I, when I read a book and there's been several other things that have come along and, you know, I think, I think, I think we all, and, and, you know, again, this is going to get a little woo woo for some of you and that's fine. But if it is, then, you know, listen, listen with an open mind. Right. But, um, you know, I think, I think most of us, and you probably feel this way too, this isn't the first time you've, you've been here. You know, there's things like deja vu experiences that we have. There's other stuff that, you know, we, we, a lot of people, especially if they're religious, believe in an afterlife, but we forget to talk about the pre-life and the fact that we've been here before, (laughs) in different times, in different places, experiencing different things as part of our total cosmic growth as well. So, so yeah, Kathy, I haven't heard the story yet. So maybe, t- t- you know, tell, let's, let's get into how did you get started? Cause I know you said, I think this was clear back in high school when you started, you know, looking into this. And then again, you've kind of done this for, Many years, right? Because high school was a long time ago for both of us. Five. Five years ago. Five years. <laughs> for those of you on audio, yeah, it's been five years. Let's just go with that. No, it was. Uh, I was obsessed with metaphysical and magic and any sort of books like that. I used to sneak them out of the library because I was raised pretty strictly Catholic, and mm-hmm. I was. <clears throat> I had this always this fear of getting in trouble. Yeah. So I was so afraid that if I checked the book out of the library. They would like call my mom and be like, do you know what Kathy's reading? Which So you were a- stealing them out and then bringing them back. So I stole them because, you know, that's <laughs> more logical than uh, take them back. I would, t- I would photocopy them, them and then I'd return them. But I, I remember finding books on reincarnation and one of them had an audio cassette. Those are these small things that aren't CDs or MP3s that you put into a machine and then listen to, for those of you who don't know. And I remember listening to these cassettes and it was this guided past life regression and I started doing that in high school and move on to college I had a couple friends that were really into it I had started studying with Roger Wolger and read the book which I know we're going to talk about many lives many masters and it just it zinged me so much and so on Friday and Saturday nights when everybody else was out partying and getting drunk I would have people into my dorm and I'd do past life regression (laughs) I was different Uh, not to say I didn't go out other nights but yeah um so it's just something i've been fascinated with and it 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 made sense to me having been raised catholic it is that you're born you die you go to heaven or hell to me it was like well i had too many questions about that like well but my heaven is different than somebody else's heaven and what what, do you see other people like what is that how does that work 
um, and the you're born, you die, it's pointless, and you just go back to dirt made no sense because then what's the purple? Like, what's the point? And talk about life being unfair. You know, yeah. you get somebody who's born upper middle class in, in California versus someone who's in some small village somewhere who's getting generally mutilated at six. Wait, what? This is our only shot at this. So the only thing, just to me, and everyone has their own opinion on this. The only thing to me that made sense was this idea of coming back multiple times, trying it again and again. I equate it to high school. I equate it to like summer stock theater. We'll talk about all those metaphors at some point, but it just made sense to me. So, and I've regressed dozens of people. It's how I got into hypnosis. Well, so, yeah, yeah it's, it the start it, for a lot. You know, like you said, it was the same thing. I mean, because I grew up very religious myself, right? Mormon instead of Catholic, but it was the same thing, you know. But, but what was interesting is there there were some things in the Mormon religion, right? That actually, when you step back and you and you think about it from a broader perspective, right? I mean, they they talk about you know there was this grand council before, and we all kind of you know, decided who our parents were going to be and how we were going to come down and what we were going to do and that we were going to grow during this life. And then we move on, right, to something else. Now, again, it's still pretty much like a once and done kind of a feel in, in that, right? And then whatever you do here, you you go on to the heaven, right? And they actually believe there's a couple of different heavens, but won't get into that today right but but I, I remember you know too as as a young kid kind of in in a young kid and then as I've gotten older too it was that whole idea of heaven and hell yeah you know and I, and I think it's it's um you know the idea of looking around at some of these other people who were going to be going to have quote unquote heaven and it's like I don't want to be with these people right, I <laughs> you know I want to go somewhere else but it but it it makes a lot of a lot of sense again like you said when you start to when, when, when you stop and start thinking about it and then you see a lot of the ancient traditions and other stuff that's out there there's a lot of stuff out there about reincarnation mm -hmm. you know the the you know judeo-christian creed that a, that a lot of people in the world um, kind of fall under an umbrella of today it's like one god you know you're born once you die you go to heaven or hell kind of a thing but almost every ancient tradition, it's not about that. It's right. about some form of reincarnation, about learning, about growth, mm -hmm. and doing this, you know, multiple times as well. And so, so yeah, you know, I, I kind of got introduced to it by reading that book, Many Lives, Many Masters, um, which is a fabulous book. Um, you know, that's the first one. I think it's, um, i trying to remember the guy's name, Weil. Brian Weiss. Weiss, Weiss, that, um, you know, I think the first book was him, he was a hip, hypnotist, and he was trying different things with this one, one particular lady, and things just weren't working. And so he heard about past lives, I think, and he's like, all right, well, let's try it, right? And one of the sessions, and it was like, holy crap, you know, what's going on here? And he kept doing this. I think it was, th that book kind of goes through her journey, and I mm -hmm. can't remember how many regressions, but Lots. to the point a lot right and to the point that you know they came together in this life but in a lot of the regression he was there too mm -hmm. so they had known each other and again the universe brought them back together um, in this life yeah. you know as well because there were some things that they both needed to learn uh, in some ways that he was able to help her release some of the 
we'll just call it prior karma, I, I guess is probably the best way, right? Because we have to, as part of our growth and learning, we have to work through our karma as well. And some of that was from things we did or did not do in previous lives. And it's just part of our growth process as well yeah. um, as, as, as we're coming through here. So yeah, you know, I, I'm going to just correct something in the book, because uh, I've read this thing so many times. He was a psychiatrist. I think right. it was Yale, Yale trained. I'd be like really highly respected in the industry. Oh, yeah. He didn't yeah. believe in past lives. Yep. Um, he decided to try hypnosis to get her to root cause of where oh, this, okay. this trauma was coming from. And so he said, go to the first time, go to the first time, go to the first time, go to the first time. And suddenly he, she ended up in another lifetime. And he kind of went, wait, what the, you know. So he didn't actually realize he was doing it. He thought he was using a different technique. He did not set out to get her to a past life. He said, go back. And she ended up in a completely different time, a completely different place. Now, for the people right off that are going to say, she's probably just making it up. I don't care. I don't care if you made up that you're an Italian princess and that if it solves the problem, if you need to use that symbolism and that image to get work done, I don't care. Uh, mm-hmm. I do something too called mythic and archetypal journeys, which is similar to past lives, except it's more just pure fantasy. It's one of the best healing tools I've ever used. And people are just making stuff up. So it's like, I don't, if you don't believe in past lives, it doesn't matter. Past life regression is still incredibly effective. Um, so let me just throw out some of my, after studying this so much, some of my beliefs around this. Um, I believe we cycle back with the same basic group of people over and over again. I believe we do pick our parents, our time, where we're going to be, what our gender is going to be. Um, to me, past life, lives and reincarnation explains things like that love at first sight feeling. You meet someone and just go, oh my God, I feel like I've known you forever. Okay, where does that come from? That moment <laughs> where you know, you're in dance class and you look over and you go, oh, I don't know her, but I just don't like her. I don't know why. There's just some feeling that you know. anytime we have those kind of judgment, those snap assessments of people to me that could be could be a past life thing um to me it perfectly explains homosexuality and transgender um it explains some injury some ailments and injuries and long-term things like that and i have seen some incredible things happen during reincarnation sessions in my office where pain goes away and relationships are strengthened and just that knowledge is gained. And for me personally, just because I've been doing it so long, I think it's kind of fun. It's fun to explore where you, what you may have been before, you know? So, um, well, that's and, sort and of where I come from with all that. Yeah. And it's, and it's interesting, you know, again, because with that, right, is one, one of the things that I've, I've heard somebody say too, is you either were, you are, or you will be. And that term, meaning that, you know, in order for us to really learn and grow and fully kind of learn this human experience, we have to have either gone through certain things before, go through them now, or go through them in the future. And so a lot of that stuff, again, you know, genders, you know, again, from the, from that book, and I'm guessing from your experience, a lot of times people end up as a different gender or a different race, or in a different time period. Um, and, and it's, <clears throat> you know, again, for me, helps to kind of explain some of the stuff too, where, where you know, like you said, you, you see somebody and you're like, oh, I don't like them, right? Well, good chance there was some negative thing that happened before, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
and and you know the same thing with that love at first sight or some of the deja vu kind of experiences that we have like i've experienced this before i've seen this before um and it, but also kind of sometimes the empathy that we can have for other people or maybe you know particular things that we just at our at our root right in our at our soul level we just have strong opinions or strong empathy about mm -hmm. because, you know, again, chances are maybe, you know, it would take something like, you know, gay, trans transgender kind of stuff that maybe, again, in a previous life, you were gay. Now you're straight, but you have this affinity and this protection, if you will, for gay rights. Well, that would make sense if you'd experienced life that way before. Absolutely. Or something like, you know, you have been a man for 15 lifetimes and now you're a woman. That's going to confuse the heck out of what's going on, mm -hmm. you know, um, or, you know, I have a, a very dear friend. Um, she's married to another woman. She never considered herself gay. Her girlfriend never considered herself gay. They fell in love with each other and said, hey, I guess we're doing this thing. We have no idea if, if multiple lifetimes before this, one was a man and one was a woman and they had the heterosexual relationship and now happens to be in this lifetime, they reconnected and they're both women. I don't know, I can't explain, I'm just tossing out theories. I'm not saying this is true. Don't want to offend anybody. It's just another way to think about things and go, could though that, that would kind of make sense. You know, same thing, I have a certain affinity with, with locations. I mean, when I showed up in Rome, Oh my God. I mean, I knew it. It was, it was someplace that I had always wanted to go. I felt such an affinity with that location. And I know people like that too. Like they cannot get enough of Paris. They want to be there all the time. It's not just the bread and the great wine. It's, they have an affinity with that location. Same thing with Hollywood, old Hollywood to me, huge connection with that. The Titanic, huge connection with that. Uh, you had mentioned Atlantis. Everybody thinks they were in Atlantis, but uh, you know, a lot of us were. So uh, yeah. So that's, and, and I think we, um, I think we travel with the same basic pod of people. And I, the analogy I like to use for that is, I don't know if any of you have ever done summer stock theater, you've done that kind of like contract work where you come back every year and you do shows together. You know, those core people, you know, that Joe's going to make a great leading man and Karen's going to do lights and well, it's Bob can direct and you work well with that group of people. You get things done well. So if you're traveling with that same core group of people, you know how they work. You know you're going to be able to get the work done. You start throwing other people into that performance and you're like, wait, I don't know how, what? what? Um, so I think we travel with the same group of people. I think they play different roles. You know, yeah. sometimes your dad is your brother and sometimes your wife is your sister. And, so, you know, it's like, but I, I've seen that over and over again with people when I do regressions. Well, and so let's, so let's, let's talk maybe a little bit about that too, because again, I mean, this fascinates me um, as well, but, but, you know, like you said too, it's, it's people that are listening, you know, some of you are going to be like Kathy and me, <laughs> and you're going to be like, yeah, this totally makes sense. Right. Others of you are going to be like, this is the biggest bullshit, right? You guys are off your rocker. Okay, fine. We might be cool. right. Cool. But, but let's talk about maybe a little bit too about the therapeutic side of this, mm -hmm. because again, like you said, whether you believe it or not, um, it is effective as a form of therapy. You've seen it. Like I said, there's, there's plenty of books and other stuff that are out there um, that, that talk about the benefits that people 
get from this. And some of it is actually pretty amazing mm -hmm. as well, right? So, <clears throat> you know, and, and some something that you would have heard us say before is again, you know, whether your subconscious, you know, whether it's real or not, your subconscious believes it. And so, you know, there's some efficacy to this as a healing tool as well. So, so maybe kind of talk a little bit that way too about, you know, some of the healings and other kinds of stuff like that, that have actually come from these types of exercises that people going through. Yeah. I mean, I could talk, I read so many things about, you know, chronic pain going away and, you know, illnesses that have cleared up. I've seen it strengthen relationships a lot. Um, I had a client who um, was always having conflict with her father. Mm -hmm. She was very rebellious. She was very open-minded, very free, very, and her dad is incredibly religious. And so there was a constant conflict there. And when she had expressed that she wanted to step away from the church because she didn't really believe those teachings and those tenets, he was incredibly upset as a religious parent would be. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> we did a bunch of past life regression and it looks like in a previous lifetime, they had a similar situation where they were in, I don't remember the details, this was a while ago, but they were in some pretty strict religious group together. She was a male at that point, so she was the son. She stepped out of that group was reported to be a heretic or whatever the term was back in that day and she was killed and her father mourned for the rest of his life and so i look at that and i go okay well here's a very familiar situation to your father if he still remembers that feeling he's going to be completely freaking out that you're leaving the church not only because it breaks that chain of what he would like but he's in fear for your safety yeah. And so she looked at it from that perspective of what could he be thinking or feeling that is giving him these feelings, such strong feelings towards me leaving the church. Is there a bit of fear there? Is there a bit of fear for my safety? She and he ended up sitting down and having a beautiful conversation about her soul and her heart and why she wanted to go and why she felt so strongly about this. And they had just this great reassurance with each other of love and safety and respect and, and like relationship clear. Like she was never been closer to her dad. Um, now, did she make that up? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Well, if she it helped the relationship. So yeah, at the end of the day, it doesn't it, it, matter as long as you're getting the result. Right, exactly. Or, you know, a parent who has such over concern for a certain child or is very helicoptery or is very, you know, was there an, an issue in a previous lifetime in that relationship where one left and never came back or there was a, a death or, you know, I mean, we, we don't know until we go back and kind of look at that. And I have seen people's illnesses clear up gives them a hint into why maybe they have asthma now or why they have chronic headaches now or you know um, some people believe if you've got birthmarks or moles or something like that that's a, a holdover from a previous lifetime I don't know maybe could be who, who, who's to say um, there was a really cool documentary that was done probably 10 or 12 years ago about children and past lives and how many kids would either say to their mom, you were my sister last time, uh, what? Because it seems to be up to the age of six or eight, they're so yeah. still tapped into those memories. And then, you know, our critical thinking comes in and we're like, that's bullshit. Um, and there was one young boy, this was such a famous case. There was a whole, whole hour spent on this kid. He was obsessed with planes. He was obsessed with World War II. Um, he was drawing pictures of planes. He knew parts of planes. He knew mechanics of planes. And his parents are sitting there going, we don't have cable. 
<laughs> so he's not books. watching the History Channel. We homeschool him. We, I mean, there was no way this kid could know this stuff. And he came up with a name. He came up with how he died. He came up with his location. They started to do all this research. They called in some of the tops in the field in reincarnation. And they did research on this kid and multiple regressions with him. They found out who he was previously and that this guy's sister was still alive. Mm -hmm. They showed the kid a picture of this woman and he called her sissy or bunny, whatever that man's nickname would have been for his sister. Um, and they ended up meeting. And I thought, oh my God, that's so trippy because you have this little kid who's part of the past life is still alive. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's, there's a lot of young children who were commenting on 9-11, who were commenting on what was the bombing in Chicago where like a preschool was, was that? Um, was that Oklahoma City, you think? Oklahoma City, yeah. uh, where kids now, because they wouldn't have, you know, in this lifetime, they weren't alive back then making comments about oh i remember you know falling out of this really tall building and planes coming and it's like whoa you're talking about 9-11 after not having exposure to that thing now so i mean there's plenty of evidence and people who are going to doubt it still doubt it which is totally fine i respect that opinion on it it sounds out there even to me as i'm saying it uh but you know there's a lot of evidence of children who are remembering things or you know calling people by different names are saying that I knew you in a different way before. So I look to that. They're not as corrupt as our minds. I can make up anything I want. Um, kids are a little more innocent with that. Well, and it's interesting because it's, it's, you know, again, kind of what I was taught before. And, and again, kind of goes along with this is that when you're born, right, we're still very much connected with the universe. And it's that, you know, what I was taught, they called it the veil of forgetfulness kind of a thing, mm -hmm. right? Is that and again, it's somewhere between six and eight that most of this happens that kids, you know, up and they're very, very innocent. They have some of these different types of experiences. You know, they talk about grandma who's been dead, you know, long before they were, they were born or other stuff like that. Sometimes they're more clairvoyant. Yeah. They actually see other people, you know, as well. And then at some point we kind of forget or we're in this world long enough that we kind of sever some of those those ties to source to the universe that we had before mm -hmm. and then it's like the rest of our lives trying to get back <laughs> to being a child again <clears throat> and being able to tap in and connect with that and i think it you know it's picasso said something you know about this as well a lot of times people would would make fun of his art you know especially when he would come out with with new stuff right but i think he, he said something to this effect that you know the the artist you know you need to try to become childlike again and get back to that place as a child mm -hmm. um and and i think you know again when we do that a lot of this stuff can come through us you know there's 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 a difference between the brain and there's a difference and the mind is different than the brain. And the more that we can tap into the mind and actually realize that we're, we're here for a reason. We're connected to the different people around us for a reason. Yep. And if we can actually, you know, learn, grow, 
serve the people around us and, you know, fulfill whatever karmic journey we're on in this life, you know, then we prepare ourselves for whatever is to come next. Yeah. One of the, one of the big pushbacks I get is when I say, I believe we pick our families. I believe we pick our parents. I believe we pick the situation. I feel strongly that when we leave this plane, this body, we go to this in-between place. If you've ever seen the movie Defending Your Life with Meryl Streep, which is one of my favorite movies, it's very slow. We watched it recently. It's very slow going. Uh, and I can never remember the, the actor's name who's with her, but it's basically in that in-between place where you review your life, you decide whether you're moving on, on, or whether you have to come back. And, you know, I've had so many people do, well, I wouldn't have picked my parents. My dad's an asshole. And I wouldn't have picked living in Botswana because da, da, da. it's like well but you know what you need moving forward and in that in-between place you are pure knowledge and pure awareness of this is what I need to get me to that next thing and I remember my senior year of high school I knew I was going to be a theater major I didn't need any more math I didn't need any more science I took like debate psychology drama lunch more lunch, lunch. <laughs> third lunch, because I had nothing else. I had run out of classes. I had, I had taken every bloody class I could that I needed that was fun. Senior year for me was a piece of cake. And I had this friend named Kelly. She's incredible. I think she's an attorney in DC now. So she busted her ass. Mm -hmm. And I remember I, I'm at my locker and I pull out, you know, my, my play that I have to read for drama class. And she has this shit ton stack of books. She's taking like Calc 32 and, I mean, she's taking all these hard classes and she's walking down the hall with all these books. And I remember thinking, that sucks. That, why would you do that? That looks terrible. She knew that's what she needed to move on, to go to the school she wanted to for the future that she was creating. Mm -hmm. That to me is how we pick these lifetimes. We pick these families and these situations so that we can learn those next things that we know we need. Some people have a breeze lifetime. You're just there to enjoy. We know these people. Some people, it <laughs> seems like they're struggling again and again and again. What are you not learning? What skills do you need? Is it empathy? Is it grace? Is it, you know, why are we picking the things that we're picking? Why did we pick the things that we picked? Um, to me, that makes sense. And it, to a certain extent, explains suffering. And I had a client who lost a child and she did believe in reincarnation. And I said, you know, one, you're going to see him again. And frankly, whether you believe in the heaven thing or the reincarnation thing, you're going to see them again. I said, you're going to see them in another lifetime, probably in the future. They are going to look different. They're going to be in a different meat suit, but it's the same person. And let's say, uh, so many people get offended by this. Let's say we did choose the lifetime that we had. Then that means this soul went into that body and chose to die at five. Mm -hmm. And that is such a hard thing for parents to hear. And the understanding that perhaps they did choose that to help you move forward, to help themselves move forward, to help if it becomes a choice and not a not a catastrophe, it's reframed in a different way. And and I know there's somebody there so pissed at me for saying that because they probably lost a child. I'm not negating the the feeling of that. Can we reframe it of they did that out of a higher good and a higher purpose? Well, and I'll, I'll, I'll actually share part of my, my personal story. I haven't shared this with you. Mm. Um, that kind of goes along with this because my, my mother lost two children. Mm. 
Um, one when she was very young, little girl was only three years old, one of my sisters. Um, and she was, I mean, my mom was only, she would have only been like uh, 19 or 20 because she got married very early. So I'm sure very devastating to her, right? And then, you know, they go along, they have, they have, you know, four, five, five kids at that point, you know, one had passed away. And then there was an 11 year period where they just didn't get pregnant. And, and the doctor told my mom, you know, yep, you're not going to get pregnant. And so she went in, she's like, 11 years later, you know, I've got this flu and it just won't go away. And the doctor looks at her and it's like, well, you're pregnant. And she's like, you told me I couldn't get pregnant. (laughs) Whoops. And here came Jason. Okay. 11, 11 years. You know, my next oldest sibling is 11 years older than me. And so effectively, you know, as far as I know, I would have been kind of an only child growing up with that kind of a, a spread, right? The, the, the first that I really can remember when I'm four or five, you know, my sister was a junior or senior in high school, you know, kind of thing. And then they kind of moved on, right? Well, two years later, I had a brother that was born, younger brother to me. And so the two of us really kind of grew up as siblings, almost like two families kind of thing, right? And then when my brother was 13, freak accident, you cannot explain based on what the circumstances on why the gun went off. The gun should not have gone off. And he died. Wow. When he was 13, I was 15. And, and I remember, you know, at that point, again, you know, for my mother, it was a, here's my second child now that's gone, right? Um, and for me, there was all kinds of stuff kind of built up in there. But I remember one of my friends, we, um, he, he, t- he took me out, you know, because everybody's bawling in the house and I just had to get out. You know, I just, I couldn't stand being in there with a bunch of emotional adults. Um, And he said some things to me that um, really kind of hit on what we've just been talking about. And And the one thing was that my younger brother came here. So I would learn what it was like to have a brother and not be an only child. And when he had done what he was here to do he left Mm -hmm. but it gave me that opportunity it gave me the experiences that i needed to learn by having a younger brother and it was time for him to move on and and you know again when you when you hear some of those things you, you you can choose to believe what you want right and there's a lot of people that'll be bitter and say, you know, how could God do this to me? Take my child. Mm -hmm. Or we can flip it around and we can actually see, right, the positive in it and the fact how grateful I am that that little guy was my brother for 13 years in this world. Um, You know, and I still, I still think about it from time to time. And it's, it's, um, everything worked out exactly the way it was supposed to yeah i didn't know that you didn't know that well i 
I haven't shared that publicly really. So now everybody's going to know, but it's, but it's, um, you know, again, kind of in with what we've been talking about. Right. Um, and there was a reason why he came and I'm sure we had interactions before and we're going to have interactions again. Um, but that we all are here for a bigger purpose. And I know, you know, most of you, again, you, you feel like you're here for some bigger purpose than just, you know, being in the rat race and going to work and working your 40 hours and coming home. And that's because we do all have a bigger purpose here. Mm -hmm. And, and the more that we can focus on that and try to figure out what is that, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to serve other people around me, then, um, yeah, we learn, we learn, we grow, um, and, and get the things out of this life that we need to. Yeah. And it is, what is the lesson in this? Mm -hmm. You know, what did I just learn from that experience? And, and when my husband and I split up, somebody said, oh my God, after 18 years, what a waste or something, some, you know, kind of tossed me off of, oh, how tragic. And I said, no, the tragedy is that I didn't learn and grow from that. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the, that's the failure is if you don't, get out of it what you're supposed to if you don't come out of these experiences better on the other side that's the tragedy <laughs> you know everything to me is a growing and learning experience sometimes it sucks and, you know <laughs> i didn't want to lose my mom at 18 that was not a pleasant experience for me mm -hmm. but it shaped who i am now and had i not had that family and that parent and that i would be a completely different person you know and i think i think all that was set up ahead of time i really do <sighs> all right well, there we go <laughs> trying to think that, so let me um we're we're about to wrap but um how the past life session works yeah just real quick so um they tend to be longer sessions i allow two hours because you want to explore this is one of those hypnosis sessions where i have the person in the chair talking back to me so you want to get as deep as you can and one of the things we program, and for any of you who have seen any of our other episodes with the myriad hypnotherapists on, uh, we kind of know how this is done. There's an induction, you deepen, 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 deepen. And one of the things I program with the hypnosis, with the past life regression is as you speak, it just get, takes you deeper. Because when you start to talk, you can sometimes come out of state a little bit. Mm -hmm. So you want to get in pretty deep. Um, and then we could do it any number of ways. Do you want to know why you know so-and-so now? Do you want to explore why you're a teacher again do you want to explore um a location do you want to go to the most recent one you lived do you want to go to the one that's most important for you to learn from there's ways different ways to program that um when i studied with roger wolger he was amazing he's no longer with us unfortunately he would have us write down three places that we just can't get enough of three places that we would just pay billions of dollars to go to and then three places that repulsed us where I mean, you wouldn't, you couldn't get me to go there. Um, not from any like safety reason of I'm not going to go to the middle of. But it just know, doesn't. Iraq, it doesn't. But just yeah. like that's how I feel about certain Asian countries. I I just don't want to go. It just it's a turnoff to me. Um, that was written down. Um, and then he would have you picture a globe spinning, and he'd put you above it, and you would slowly lower, slowly lower, slowly lower, and land somewhere on the globe, often in one of those six places that you wrote down. And then you start with your feet and, you know, what are you wearing? If anything, are you male or female? Find a reflective surface. What do you look like? Are people around you? Are you inside? Are you outside? Go to a place where there's a lot of people. Do you recognize anybody from your life now? And I remember doing one where I was sitting in this dining room with 
in this life. My father, my husband, we had a servant. There were these huge, like floor to ceiling, two-story windows. There were shrubbery outside. It was fall. I, if I remember correctly, I was in like Virginia, Washington, DC kind of area. Mm-hmm. And they said, look around the table. And I looked to my father and it was my real father, which was interesting because I had never experienced a past life with him. And I looked across the table to my husband it was my chiropractor. And I really, <laughs> what the fuck is he doing here? Like, I hadn't seen him. I hadn't talked about him. I wasn't thinking about him, but that was my chiropractor. And I was like, whoa, that's trippy. Okay. And I remember sitting weeks later, sitting my chiropractor down and going, so this happened. <laughs> um, and we had a servant who was someone I didn't know was sort of an extra in this little, little movie that we were doing. But so look around, see if there's anybody, you know, see what those relationships are. Um, and then you, I take people to their happiest moment, um, their saddest moment, and then we do the moment of death. And some people really want to feel it. Like when I do regression for myself, I have a guy that, does, that works on me. I want to feel it. I want to feel the pain. I want to feel the not breathing. I want to feel that agony um, because it, for me personally, makes bigger change. You don't have to do it that way. You could do second person where you're sort of watching it happened from across the room. A lot of people like to do that. Or you could do third person where you put it up on a movie screen and you're sitting back in the theater and you're watching the whole thing unfold in front of you as if you're watching a movie. I've never seen anyone do it that way. To me, it's not personal. For me personally, it's not personal enough. I don't get as much out of it. Um, we take you past the moment of death. You see the body. What, what are you thinking as you die? What are those things you feel like you didn't resolve? Is there anything you want to say to people? And then I do what's called life between lives where I take you into that empty space and you can resolve things. You can sit down with that guy you pushed down the stairs. You could sit down with the person you killed in the battle and say, I'm so sorry, I was just doing my job. I love and care for you. And they talk back to you. It's so beautiful. I love the life between lives thing. Uh, There is actually a process called life between lives, which is a very complicated thing. I don't go quite that far, um, but I do touch on those areas and then you get to float beautiful peace for a while. It's, it's such a beautiful, I love doing these sessions. So I leave about two hours. Well, and, it, and it's one of those again, where, you know, I'm guessing I've never done one yet, <laughs> right? Yet. yet. But, um, you know, from that, by, by going back and being able to re-experience some things, right? You know, and, and again, we've, We've talked about sometimes, you know, people have a chronic pain somewhere in their body and they learn that, well, this is how you died, right? You, you, you have a thing for your neck. You don't like to have anything around your neck because maybe at some point you were strangled to death, you know, as an example. Or, you know, for me, I, I have a fear of drowning. Well, probably one of the reasons why I have a fear of drowning is that might have been one of the ways that I died before. I don't know, Right. But, but this, this whole idea too, and because so many people were scared of death. And I, I think part of it in, in seeing the death and experiencing a prior death helps give you more hope in realization that this ain't everything. And so there's no reason to be scared for death, but also that at, at time of death, and I think like you said, right, you know, what, what was your happiest moment? What did you, what, you know, what, what, what did you, what did you need to learn from this or take forward 
is that it then allows us to either clear some of those things or realize uh, that's something I have to work on. And that's one of the reasons why I'm here doing whatever I'm doing mm -hmm. as well. I had a client who, he long time client, he was probably one of my first clients and he has chronic headaches, like literally daily migraines, mm -hmm. horribly painful. Um, he had pretty much exhausted everything else and, he, and he's a total skeptic and he's like, all right, I don't believe it, but let's try this past life shit. And I went, awesome. We did the regression. <clears throat> he took so well to hypnosis. Um, we had already done some pain management stuff. So he was used to being in the hypnotic place and we did some past life regression and we went through, I think we did two sessions. I think we went through four lifetimes and every single death had to do with him hitting his head. One was a battle scene where he got in the back of the head from uh, the butt of a musket or something to that effect. One was his happiest moment of him surprising his wife and was walking down the stairs with a cake and he slipped and he bashed his head on the back of the um, stairs. He just repeated things. But here's what came out of it. The headaches didn't go away. What came out of this is in every single lifetime, there was this one person, the guy who hit him on the back of the head, one of the friends at the birthday who ended up betraying him in a way. There's this running theme of this same guy. Same person. It's a person in this lifetime that he knows that screwed him out of a multi-million dollar deal and is now suing him. And so what we ended up coming out of that with was, is there forgiveness that needs to happen? Is there some reconciliation with this person that needs to happen? Is there self-forgiveness that needs to happen? Is there? And so he ended up actually resolving this relationship with the person. Headaches didn't go away. And something else good came out of it of this realization of, wow, okay, this is a pattern now. We need to resolve this. Again, did he make all that up? I don't care. This ended up helping him through an issue that he's having right now and helped resolve some stuff. So you never know what you're going to get out of it. I've had people come just because they want to know. They're just curious. Um, I've had a couple lifetimes where it was like my dream, like, oh my God, this is the perfect lifetime. I always wanted to do this one. Oh yeah, I'm there. And it was shit. It was the most horrible lifetime ever. And to me, it's like, I wouldn't have made that up. Like if I was going to make up that story, it would have been <laughs> a perfect bucolic dream lifetime. And it ended up being shit. I wouldn't have made that up. Just some experience. I mean, there, there's, I've had a couple where I'm like, I couldn't have come up with that. I mean, it's like, I, there's no way I was making that up. So, you know, try it out. It's fun. Can't mm. hurt. No mm. prescription necessary. It's just you know, two hours of exploration of your own subconscious. Why would you not want to try that? Well, and I'm guessing too, I mean, it's, it's one of those where when people come out, there's a release, there's a peace, there's a, you know, every, every time you do this with somebody, and I'm sure, I mean, you get all excited talking about it because yeah. you've seen people and you've seen how it's helped them. So it's, um, you know, yeah, two hours, what do you got to lose, yeah. you know, kind of thing, right? You, you get to be relaxed for two hours and you're probably going to feel better <laughs> after that. Well, and to, to your point about the neck thing, it's actually very common that people don't want stuff around their neck. And I had a client who she couldn't wear a necklace. She could like this shirt would be too too high for her. Uh, she just couldn't stand that feeling. And we ended up doing a past life regression. She was choked out and died. As soon as we resolved that, she, the next time I saw her, she was in a turtleneck, and she's like, "I can wear a shirt again." Yeah. So that's 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 a small thing, and it's still an illustration of what how powerful this work can be. Yeah. 
Well, and again, so I know we're probably on time. This is one of our longer episodes, but yeah, hey, yeah. <laughs> we love going here. So again, I mean, whatever, whatever you take from this, you know, again, believe us, don't believe us. We don't care. We're just here sharing our experiences with you. But, you know, I hope that you got a few things out of this, which is it's not your first rodeo. You are special. You're here for a purpose, you know, so, so, you know, how can you grow? What lesson can you learn? How can you serve the people around you and just make this the best life that you can, mm -hmm. right? And the best life for everybody else around you as well. If there's things that you are curious about that, you know, again, maybe things like the, 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 the neck thing or, you know, some of the chronic pain or some of the other things that you're just like, I just want to know why this is happening to me or why I keep getting in these patterns. Mm -hmm. This is one of the tools that can actually help you do it. So, yeah. And it allows you to have patience and understanding and some empathy for others, knowing they're doing the best they can with the tools they have. Yeah. We're all, we're all doing our best. Yep. Love it. Yay. Love All it. right. Well, this was a fabulous conversation. Thanks for, for, for tuning in, everybody. Hey, I'm going to give a different website this time, because if you want to do some past life regression, I can do that for you. It's yep. healingcirclehypnotherapy.com. Healingcirclehypnotherapy.com. All right. Go out. And yeah, because I, uh, I haven't done it yet, but we're scheduling something here very soon for me to actually go through and experience that as well. So Yay. any final thoughts, Kathy? No, you know, just I appreciate you all listening this far. I know we th we tossed out some ideas and some theories that maybe were, you know, contrary to what you normally believe. I appreciate you tuning in and listening and, and doing that with an open mind. And if you end up walking away from this going, oh, I think it's still bullshit. That's awesome. I respect that, too. Uh, you know, we don't all believe the same thing. We've all had different experiences. I just know from me doing this from the time I was 15, it seems pretty damn real to me. Um, it fits in with my philosophy of life. If it doesn't fit in with your philosophy of life, that's okay, but I appreciate you listening with an open mind. Great. Well, with that, I guess it's probably time for us to sign off, eh? It's time to sign off. How can people find you, Jason? They can find me at jasonmefford.com. And so with that, everybody go out, have a great week. Um, and yeah, just know that you're amazing and, uh, and we appreciate you listening to us. And we'll catch you on the next episode of the Fire and Earth Podcast. See ya.